0: It's going great is what it's going. Yeah, it's
1: going awesome. It's going awesome. 12-6 MMA podcast again here with Champ Goose and Nigel. We're going to talk about the last fights. We're going to talk about the next fights. So we're going to talk about the welterweight division. Kind of got a little bit. We didn't really talk about Edwards and Masvidal last week, did we? That didn't happen yet.
0: Edwards and Masvidal. I don't remember the us talking about it now.
1: Yeah, we'll cover that, and we'll cover what might happen and what could ha- you know, what should happen, uh, more or less what there's going on in Welterweight. Um, so we'll start with the other card. Hold on, let me pull up the card here. Covered it with your dumb, ugly face.
0: Sweet. Thanks, man. I really appreciate the, the shout-outs here on, uh, on the podcast.
1: <laughs> so um, we had, I think the first one, I didn't get started... Until the last fight of the prelims, personally, I missed everything before that. I was at the air museum with the family. Nice, it was really cool. Um, so I caught Moises and Joe, Joel Alvarez. Um, that was an absolute beatdown. Yeah, <laughs> not really a whole lot to say about it other than Alvarez looked really impressive. Um, he had a very diverse, uh, striking attack. Um, went to the body a lot which you're starting to, I feel like you're starting to see a lot more of that than, than in history at any other point.
0: I feel like, uh, yeah, I think there are, people are kind of opening up and using their boxing a little more in MMA than we've seen in the past. And uh, I think that body, those, those body shots are really becoming a you know, more useful tool.
1: Yeah, definitely seeing that a lot more and did a lot of work to the body there. Um, did you watch any of the fights before that one?
0: What did we have before that one? So I had...
1: I saw the finish the pre- for yeah. uh, Kennedy, uh, Zinchukwe, and Jong Daun. I saw that one. That was pretty good, too. I know you said you didn't see that. I didn't
0: see that. I did see Mark get uh, a guillotine. I saw the highlight. That's, you know, um, the, the flying knee. I, I see the, the headline from ESPN saying it was a flying knee into a guillotine. And really, at the end of the day, I mean, the flying knee was just him closing distance. Yeah. Um another one that that went body shots, I don't know if you saw the finish, Sean Woodson and Colin England.
1: I didn't see the finish for that one.
0: So that was another one where uh Sean Woodson, I believe his nickname is the sniper. I may be completely wrong, so hopefully I didn't screw that up. But he ended up um getting Collins back to the cage, touched a couple times up top, and had some really, really big just rips to the body. Uh at one point he was he was shaking his finger saying, No don't don't come back and and Colin visibly hurt started turtling up a little bit and Sean took it to his body so that was a you know I like Colin obviously we shouted him out last week because he's from from the old mitten but that's a tough one um the only other one I I watched on the prelims was Andrea Lee and uh Cynthia Calvillo and it was a corner stoppage I know we talked a little bit last week we don't want to dive too far into that but um you know she told her corners you know i don't know i'm taking a lot of damage andrea was definitely dominating the fight big time and um yeah yeah they ended up stopping that one so
1: yeah then kudos to them for doing it for real sure <laughs> if it's that one-sided i mean that's the thing is you know give yourself a little bit of longevity i think if you're really thinking about how long you want to go in the sport you got sometimes you got to fucking kneel before you get sacked yeah man <laughs> so I, like tom brady's still around old man <laughs> so main card um opened up with Song dong mm. uh getting the tko that was a great fight yeah really good co- the whole card was great the whole thing was exciting lots of finishes um but Song dong looked great definitely uh moved his way up i think to 14th in the rankings so he's uh he's making his way up there
0: was he 15 yeah. during this fight
1: i don't know if he was 15 during did he break part, through not 14 now yeah okay i think let me double check that
0: yeah i mean that was a cool cool back and forth what a great match made fight that was uh that was really cool i mean i know it's a finish it's round two but that was a that was a good match made i think they could have cracked each other at any time so
1: yeah that was a fun one for sure um then we got chaos getting the win oh boy he looked great yeah he looked great very measured you know you'd think when a guy Comes out and gets his first uh, couple knockouts super quick. uh, That maybe you know you expect him to be a little bit more of a wild swinger, but he's very measured in his approach. Um, Definitely picked his openings well in the third round. I thought he was winning the fight before that. I thought it was close. Um, It was at probably 1 1, but he was winning that third round as it started. That's how I felt, anyways. Uh, Slightly biased, obviously.
0: Slightly. But
1: but it was a definitely a good performance all around other than just the finish um i really liked seeing him fight a little bit longer i know he had another fight that went to decision but i missed mm-hmm. that one um to be honest against uh, michel
0: yeah he um
1: speaking of wild swingers
0: yeah that's fun too <laughs> um yeah. i think he showed you know we knew he could he could come out and not when you can come out and be explosive early on and, and set people down, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he showed he can play the game. He can go back and forth. He was on the ground for whew, that heel hook attempt, was going on. Heel hook, that, that leg lock scary. attempt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was
1: watching it live, I was like, oh, shit. I bad at times.
0: <laughs> My knee starts hurting times. when I start watching stuff like that. I'm like, no,
1: don't do it. Yeah, those ones. Um, I mean, it's always like, it's almost like just let it just tap as early as you can on, yeah. on a heel hook or anything like that. It's scary. It'll ruin your career. <laughs>
0: um but he was he was generating a lot of power on the ground staying alive down there. Um I think both of his I think there was the the ref had warned him. There was two um low blows. I don't yeah, think he would, They
1: were separate strikes. I don't think they were intentional. I don't it think they were
0: like, intentional at all.
1: No, it wasn't like when you see a guy hit that on accident and then go back and throw the same kick or or something like that. And it hits the same spot. They were, it was like a knee. And then one of them was like a kick. One was in the the open a kick. One was, I think on the cage
0: and knee. So, um, Mm -hmm. I know he got warned from that, but I don't think it, it, what, what I, what I was getting at with it is I think that focus was still there the entire time. Like I, he knows it was accidental. His game plan stayed the same. Um, the only thing I really didn't like is, is not checking those kicks I know uh, Baeza was was really starting to land some of those low kicks, the calf kicks, um, getting Chaos off balance. But the craziest part is then again, he got him off balance and and Chaos still clipped him like on his way down. That was just Mm. the power in that guy. The explosiveness is insane.
1: And he carried him to the third round. Yeah. Which that's, you know, that's always always good to see too. Um, Felicia Spencer uh, absolutely dominated leah ledson leah Letson is tough as hell mm-hmm. i know you said you might have missed that fight
0: i uh, watched the finish um, but i didn't see the whole watch thing watch the finish
1: yeah leah Letson was tough as hell she held out as long as she could but she was absolutely outmatched felicia looked great um then we've got uh delima getting the quick knockout over ben rothwell uh i thought it was a, a good stoppage it was just a weird one yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> a weird stoppage where Herb Dean kind of uh, kind of put the hezzy on him. He acted like he was going to stop it and then tried to pretend like he wasn't. And we've seen that a couple of times. It's not the first time that he's done mm. something like that where he's like, no, keep fighting. I mean, in the Amanda Rebos-Marina uh, Rodriguez fight, he did that same shit. Yeah. And then they ended up stepping in on the feet a couple of minutes later. Or not even a couple of minutes later, but a couple of seconds later. Um, but basically the same thing here. Uh, tough fight for Ben, but man, he was getting hit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he's getting hit hard and often, so I can't imagine. I mean, we've seen people come back from weirder stuff, but I can't imagine that he was going to be able to turn it around anyways, so I prefer him airing on the side of caution there.
0: Yeah, it, that's one of those tough ones where you have to decide. You know, urban, and MMA ref is a, is a tough job, so I'm not taking anything away from it, but you know, to cover your first point, if you're kind of getting in there and you're starting to touch them and say, hey, once you throw them arms up, it's over. You know what I mean? So... I think it's time to uh to really stamp that and make that a point. Um if it's an attempted stoppage, we can we can deal with it with the commission later. Your fighters are never going to be happy about it. You're going to get some flack, mm-hmm. but that's your job. You're you're in there so and let's be realistic. Herb is one of the best in the business, so um I think that was a you know, a mishap on his part. But mm-hmm. like you said too, going down, Ben, I think was grabbing the waist maybe with his left mm-hmm. arm as he's like folding on the right and even yeah it didn't look good no and even though he he, he looked a little coherent mm-hmm. um even when he got to the waist and he started pulling him down like he was going for the takedown he pulled uh delema right on top of him i mean almost to like a mountain position and delema's hands are even up like you had to stop it right so yeah. um yeah i think it was fair uh delema i think i ta- i messaged you zoom zoom man that was quick yeah, he, 20 seconds yeah. in sh- 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 Job done. Very accurate punches from the big man, dude.
1: Yeah. He, he, like I said, he was hitting a lot. He wasn't just hitting them hard. He was hitting them often. Yeah. It was, you know, he connected cl- on a lot of strikes there. I mean, he did rock him right away, so it's mm-hmm. not like he had his wits about him all the way. But, man, really, really accurate stuff. And it was a good, good stoppage. I, I mean, not good stoppage in terms of how it looked, <laughs> but I think it was a fair I think it was a fair, fair stoppage. stoppage. I agree. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then, obviously, we've got uh, Max in the decision win over Yair Rodriguez here. Um, I think Yair put on a great performance for having been out for two years against one of the best featherweights of all time. Um, That was definitely a really, really exciting fight. Um, One of the things that I took away, other than expecting and seeing Max winning, was um, just how much Max gets hit. Yeah. Um, You know, his chin is really really good but the problem with fighters that fight that way is when that when that chin is gone it's gone and that's a whole part of your game plan that if you haven't been working on it um, you can't just totally shore it up that late in your career it doesn't seem so it'd be nice to see him work on getting hit a little bit less I know he can take those punches obviously and because that's the thing is lots of you know they say lots of guys are willing to take one to give one but Max knows that he can take one and give three Mm -hmm. and you know, and he, and that's a trade off that he's willing to make because he knows he can take them, but it would be nice to see him get that short up now before it starts to become an issue.
0: I think so too. And uh, I think we talked about this a little bit last week with Frankie Edgar. I mean, Frankie has been in wars and we kind of said, Hey, is it time? What do you do? Not that I don't love seeing these wars from Max. It's been amazing seeing like five rounders just super close, even if he's, technically dominating which this one i mean he was pretty much overall he had control uh i think you know probably you know 18 of the 25 minutes or more
1: yeah i think he probably lost the first round i think so too and and then won the last four Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean like you said it's just you don't want to see you don't want to see a guy's chin go and that not have factored into how he was going to fight and stuff like that you don't want to fight like that for too long because um, even against uh, even against Calvin Cater, he took like 133 significant strikes, yeah. and that was obviously a complete domination. But you still don't want to see a guy getting hit that much. No, nah. I think something like uh, I think it was something like Luke Thomas said that he he uh, gets hit at a clip of like five per minute average which is kind of fucking insane. Yeah. You know, he's getting hit on average for like 125 times.
0: And never been like knocked down. And Like, what? No,
1: never what been knocked down. What's going on, no, man? Yeah. The chin's great. Oh, I'm not, wow. you know, I'm definitely not dogging him for it. I'm just saying it'd be, uh, be nice to see him shore up the defense a little bit. Otherwise, I think the interesting takeaway is that he didn't sound like he was 100% with the rematch right away against Volkanovski. He th- wanted to throw some options out there. Playing the game a little bit. Uh, Volkanovski didn't like that too much. Sounded a little cranky about that one. I
0: didn't catch that, but that's interesting. That's interesting that Max yeah, would just... take that step back and say, hey, no, like I got time. But I mean, we know Max is a fighter, but mm-hmm. that is interesting.
1: Well, I mean, he's, he wants to make money too. Sure. It would be nice to see the Conor rematch. Sure. that You know, that would be a fun one, I think.
0: I wonder if that's what's in um, the back of his mind with that specific, you know, way to say that
1: he meant did he didn't i think he mentioned it did he during the post fight speech i didn't see it yeah i i I think he did um but yeah there's fights out there for him if he doesn't want to take the volkanovsky fight and uh if volkanovsky wants to fight someone else who the fuck knows who he's gonna really fight yeah
0: (laughs) we had that talk you know hopefully it's that's like one of those things where they kind of have to build it up and whoever shows up has to show up that night yeah you know
1: i would like to see a yair ortega next i think that'd be a good one
0: yeah i think that's actually a great one um yeah stylistically that's a blast um mm-hmm. yair did yair things this fight uh, i know it wasn't like the super flashiest thing but Dude, the he was speed athletic he
1: throws that spinning back kick is ridiculous it's there
0: he actually hit i think he landed it once or came very close to landing it while max was leaning that way it was the fourth or fifth round it was late he was leaning that way, and he threw that spinning back to the um, body. And Max kind of leaned into it, and I was like, oh. Mm-mm. So, man, it's fun to watch, man. He's a, he's a blast, and he's young. You know, he had a couple yeah. years off, but he's young.
1: Yeah, he threw, he threw one that he missed on that was just like, whoa, I don't know if I've ever seen anybody get it around that fast. That shit was crazy. I'm sure people have, but I <laughs> haven't seen it. Yeah
0: he's fun i think um i think that ortega match would be great for both of them i think uh the loss against volk if you, at, he at very least brian was able to measure exactly where he's at standing up to the champ um yeah are obviously fighting the former champion max you can still pretty much measure yourself up and say all right this is where i'm at this is where i need to do and i think that'd be a good fight for both of them i don't think either one of them loses too much uh if, if it's if it's a loss um and that's another durability fight. They're both really durable guys, man. So, you know, I feel like this whole division is super durable at this point. But um, at least they're at the top. But, uh, yeah, that'd be a fun one. I think that's a good call. All
1: right. So I think personally, I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right here. Um, Volkanovski would be, you know, he's got some options, but they're at the bottom of the top ten. Those people are probably going to come up. I thought I saw Giga just got booked in something recently. I don't know. I'm wondering what that was. Hold on, let me.
0: Kind of peeping right now, too. So, yeah. What we got? Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, Giga versus Calvin.
0: Oh, that's a good one. February 15th. Yeah. I think we had actually mentioned. Did we mention that one last week?
1: We might have. Yeah, we might have talked about that one. Yeah, I was going to say. So, he's got a chance. I think if he wins that fight. You could warrant him getting a title shot if Max doesn't want it. Um, and you got Ige and Josh Emmett.
0: Now, how far away is the is the Giga fight?
1: That's January 15th. So that's
0: not... Oof, man! I don't know if they want to get Volk active in there before that or not.
1: If they want... I mean, if he wants to get in there before that, I think Chan Sung Jung is really the only guy coming off of a win. Mm-hmm. Well, you got Calvin obviously booked in that fight. Arnold Allen, I don't know if he's booked to do anything right now, but I mean he's not really title shot ready, but he's as good as is ranked. Hmm. So there's not a lot of options out yeah. there for him.
0: I mean they have some names in there. It's just nothing is is nothing is a staple, you know. Extremely enticing. Yeah. yeah.
1: Nothing that you can say like that's a definite number one contender outside of Max. Mm. And that's still a tough fight you know i think max won the second one but you know it stands to reason still that volkanovsky's got the style to beat him because max yeah. does not give a shit about them leg kicks
0: and uh Yair was He's, finding some good success with that right we saw that powers. a lot i mean i think all five yeah. rounds he was beating it. i think he found it really early um i saw something on twitter somebody had mentioned does max have the best boxing in mma and i will say it's definitely got to be near the top um Mm -hmm. but it's one thing to have the great boxing but if you're not going to take care of your legs at some even though it didn't look like it bothered him too much we had a couple stance switches and and he still was able Mm -hmm. to to move forward and get going and man his output is just insane even even this fight is higher than average but um I don't know man you got to take care of that at, at some point I, we just said it with chaos too you got to take care of that at some point because we I mean the biggest uh, one of the very first and and biggest examples was was a uh, Faber when he got his leg tore up we watched him not move at all after that for, for rounds and rounds so you know Gotta get, gotta get on that. I think other than that, I mean, you can even check down into it, maybe get your punches. His range is so insane. He's so good at what he does that it's, I'm sitting over here, you know, picking something apart that he's he still won the fight. So it's, it's dominated, really. So I don't know. I think that's just maybe a new blueprint for maybe somebody coming against Max.
1: Mm-hmm. So we also got Edwards versus Masvidal getting canceled. Yeah, um, Masvidal uh, says he's come up with an injury here. So, unfortunately, that one is off. Um, Edwards sounds like he wants to just wait for the Usman fight. Feels like he deserves it. Um, I'm not going to say he doesn't deserve it, but I am going to say that if Chemaev and Gilbert Burns get booked and they get booked before the end of the year... Um, if Shemaev looks good in that fight, if he wins that fight, uh, Edwards made a mistake by waiting around because I don't think he'd get the title shot if that happens.
0: Yeah, I think I agree with you. I don't know what – I think we've seen time and time again Dana's ready for, for guys who are um, willing to fight, willing to step in, willing to take those risks. Um, we just saw um, Michael Gilmore – from Mercy Lago back in the tough show uh with the Ortega and Volk show Michael Gilmore just stayed in Vegas just in case just in case he he quit his job stayed in Vegas and then he got the shot so I think we've seen that time and time again that they want guys who are ready to be on that job and um yeah I think Leon maybe dropped the ball here I think he has a reason to I th- I get it but mm-hmm. you know it, from the rest of us it kind of goes why why not man if you believe in yourself go do it so it's one of those toss-ups business-wise
1: yeah in my opinion i think he's doing the wrong thing um i understand what he thinks and i understand that he has a right to feel the way he does um but the truth of the matter is is that you still got to get your name out there you still got to convince the fans to buy the tickets and buy the pay-per-view and he's doing a bad job of that. He through some, I mean, for some reason or other, not always his fault, but he's only had two fights in the last couple of years, and one of them went to a no contest. Yeah. So I think he needs the fans, he needs more fan eyes to really convince people to buy that pay-per-view, and that's what the UFC cares about. Uh, Chemayev right now is got such a ridiculous social media following even already that it's beyond uh i think it's beyond patty and sean o'malley the other kind of comparable <laughs> prospects he's he's beyond those guys as far as social media following goes um and i think that the ufc cares about who's going to buy the pay-per-view more than they care about whether leon edwards thinks he deserves it or not
0: yeah i agree and i think um ticket sales are obviously huge especially in in the business altogether but the ufc at the the focal point of that we've seen time and time again it's about the pay-per-view sales you know it may not be said yeah. about that by them but it's you know we all you you, you no. can draw on your own conclusions there so um yeah i think i agree with that and i think leon probably i mean maybe just say something say never mind man let's do it you know that that'd fire people up mm-hmm. uh We'll see what he does. I don't see him doing it. He does. He seems fairly reserved as in, in that sense. So I don't know if that's gonna happen. But I mean, I guess we'll see. Hopefully, I would still like to see him and Usman. Um, but I think there's the problem with it is I could also just see him being replaced. I don't mind. So yeah. you know, and that's that ticket sale. So so win us back over, give us something because we we've seen you we we know your win streak we know you're a legitimate fighter we know you're a legitimate contender at the very least um but have we lately not really
1: yeah it's one of those situations where nobody i don't think he doesn't deserve it but that doesn't mean I'm excited to see it he hasn't given me any reason to be excited to see it um and i think that that factors in you know like we said um but yeah Chamayev if Chamayev manages to beat Gilbert Burns and make it impressive, uh, then I don't think that Leon is getting a title shot at all. And that would be an exciting, that would be an ex- a fight that I'm more excited about in the first place, just because of the fact that Chimaev's been out there, even though he had to take some time off too, he's still been in way more fights mm-hmm. over the same span of time than Edwards has, and his star's been on the rise. Sure. Uh, because because of how he's performing in those fights, more impressive every time you see him. Yeah, mark So we've got, what is it, UFC Vegas 43? That's the next one. Oh, yeah, I, don't the <laughs> I don't know what the number is. I don't know what the number is. I should have pulled that Did you just up. make up
0: a great one? Did you hit it on the nose? me. No, UFC even telling
1: fight night, Vieira versus Kate, or Tate, jeez. You're doing great, bailed man. That out. Yeah, I slammed it. Um, that one, it, it's, there's some good fights hidden on that card. Uh, I saw people complaining about the main event, but there's some good fights peppered throughout that card. We've got Chiesa versus Sean Brady as the co-main event. Mm-hmm. And Adrian Yanez fighting David Grant to open the card. Um, excited about that one in particular. Yanez is real fun to watch. Uh, three straight performance bonuses, four straight knockouts. If you include his contender series fight, uh, he looks really exciting.
0: I like him so a can- lot. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. fun, and uh, you know, as I consistently watch the bantamweight division for a long time now, um, he's one of those guys. I'm like, man, I will fight anybody at you all, know, but geez, he's just he's setting people down. He's doing his <laughs> thing. So, yeah, I like him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. D- not to take anything from Grant. Um, I, don't, I haven't seen much of Grant. I remember, I remember a couple fights, but nothing significant. And I think that might be another standout for for Yanez and uh, maybe move up from there.
1: Yeah, he is going off as a minus 280 betting favorite. Grant going plus 220. Grant has a couple of knockouts mm-hmm. in his past couple of fights. Uh, so it's one of those fights that you can tell is being set up to be an exciting fight, no matter how it goes. Um, but definitely Yanez the expected winner um, and he's been a lot of fun to watch it's good to see them giving him a build so we also have Kiesa versus Brady I honestly need to watch a little bit more of Brady obviously because I know the name but I don't believe I've seen him fight yet Because I'm still obviously just getting back into it um, He's good, man. Yeah, he's going off as a minus 160 favorite over Kiesa. Uh, Kiesa has a tendency to get submitted, even though he does have a good ground game. Um, So I I thought that was an interesting betting line. Um, But you probably know a little bit more about Brady than I do, because like I said, I just haven't seen him yet. I'm going to have to go back and watch some of his fights this week.
0: Um, I don't know a ton about Brady. I do know... Um, actually, let me pull him up just so I don't mess anything up. What was the fight
1: he's number watched? 14
0: and he's f- all wins, right?
1: He, yeah, yeah. They're all wins. Um, two of his four fights are with guys that are no longer with the promotion though. You know, yeah. the, we're his last fight was against, uh, Matthews. Okay. And that's a quality win for sure. Um, but otherwise
0: here we are okay so yeah I do remember his his fight with Court McGee um that was a good fight Christian Aguilera I swear I watched that one and I want to say he ended up getting the guillotine off of some some striking um I think Sean Brady is overall a striker um but I'm I don't know I'm a little lost on it um i do remember actually watching him against colton smith down here in hollywood florida uh in 2018 i had a buddy who actually fought on that card so i went to watch that card. that was st patrick's day um so i do remember him fighting colton smith and colton smith was um a really awesome guy uh i believe he was in tough or Mm -hmm. tough right yeah yeah so he wasn't tough and he was he was the military guy and you know uh People loved him. He had a great personality. He Was a good dude, good grappler. Uh, I do remember watching Sean Brady fight that day. So That's I. That's a common.
1: Let's say a common opponent they have also. Colton. Kiesa, yeah, Kiesa fought Colton
0: also. So yeah, I remember. Uh, I do remember the crowd was super excited for Brady. I don't know if that was like a, if if Brady's from down here or I do remember seeing like some of the promotional stuff even on like Facebook ads popping up on my my screen back then. Sean was was a, uh, really. You know, excited. Everybody was excited for him. So, um, hopefully, uh, that turns into a good fight because I like Kiesa. Um,
1: he is a black belt
0: in Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. Sure, and I think I want to say Brady has really good takedown defense, grappling, takedown. Yeah, 100% de- takedown defense actually. So, um, we've seen Kiesa go for all kinds of different takedowns. He's not your your typical um walk in and, and look for your double leg off a of timing case will go for long long trips and um you know shoot a little farther and he mixes it up and he, he's you know he has those moments where he's he's spectacular to watch just fun long stuff so um i would assume this is probably going to be a fight that we see go everywhere both you know on the ground against the cage standing up so I don't know i'm looking forward to it uh, not that i don't know as much about brady i think this will be a good you know um showing to see where he's at because we've seen uh, you and i are both we've we've stated our fans of chiesa so we'll see
1: and then we've got tate versus vieta to end out the card um that's basically a pick 'em fight minus 110 tate minus 120 vieta um I think I, I think I would have to say that Vieta's got a couple. They got two out of three losses on in her last couple, uh, but against people that are definitely quality, you know, quality fighters and uh, Irena Aldana and uh, Anya Kunitskaya. Um, solid. Man, that division is really. Well. I would have
0: ruined those names. <laughs> I'd have just said first names.
1: Uh, I've, I mean, I've seen them fight. <laughs> I, I do remember. I do remember actually seeing the Aldana fight in particular, mm. uh, because Aldana Aldana got a quality knockout there. She's number three in the division now. Um, Tate in Vietas, number eight and number seven. Tate obviously coming back off of a long layoff and a retirement. Um, win. Qual- I mean, not a really a quality win, but a good get back in there win against Marion Renault, who retired after the fight. That was her retirement fight. Really, really. Uh, hard to pick this one um, but I'd have to go with Tate I think that when you get that kind of time off and you decide this is what you want to do again that's a, you know that's another level of recommitment because she was relatively young when she decided to do that she got some good time off and I think that she really believes um, whether I do or not that she can compete with Amanda and I think that she's going to climb the ranks and get that kind of fight uh, sooner rather than later. Um, granted, that's definitely one of the, you know, one of the better divisions. Um, uh, there's not really much behind her. Uh, Aldana I'm, will probably end up getting the next title shot. You know, like I said, Kuninskaya Sky is right there, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Tate fight Kuninskaya Sky for the next uh, for the next title shot after that.
0: You, know, I think you said it right. I don't think Misha... Would have come back. I don't think you take that kind of time off. Um, I believe she had a baby in the middle, right? During her time off. Two. Sorry. So, um, yeah, I don't think you take that kind of time off. You've already fought some of the best in the world. Some of the biggest female names we know to this point. I don't think you come back without thinking you can compete at the the top level. And uh, I think that's going to be her goal, you know, consistently move up. I would probably take Tate as well, um, and we've seen no quitting her before. And I think as she's gotten older, per se, her body—I I remember seeing her doing, you know, good body care. So she's, you know, obviously with the two two kids, and then she's doing, um, you know, good sauna sessions, some yoga. She's really—I she, don't think she like beat up her body or, or took a whole bunch of real time off, per se. I know she still stayed a little yeah. bit training at least, so. Yeah, I'd have to go with Tate as well. Um, may, I think her coming back, there's a new drive, maybe new goal set, and um, we've we've seen her get, climb that ladder before. We've seen her at the as a champion. So, um, yeah, I, I would have to take Tate as well. And I really like Tate, so maybe I'm you know being biased here, but but I mean, even looking at the um, the matchup stats. So let's see, we have both of them have. 21 and 18 percent ko tko they both have 37 36 percent subs 42 45 percent decision wins um misha's 19 and 7 viera's 11 and 2 um misha hasn't she only had the one fight since being back right yeah yeah just the one so i mean she was 18 and 7 before that yeah i don't i don't we've seen some of those losses though those are at the top top level so I think it's a good fight. I think uh, I think it'll be fun. I always really like seeing Misha Tate fight all, all together, but I think it's really going to be fun to see her in, a, in the main event and um, hopefully making some statement here. That'd be really cool. Um, so I think maybe I'm rooting for. Her. Maybe there's a little bias here, but you know that's that's who I'd put my money on for sure. And
1: then other fights on the card just to round out the discussion. We've got Ronnie Yaha Yaya versus uh, Kang Kyung Ho. Joanne Calderwood versus Talia Santos. Talia Santos, 18-1, and one, so, and relatively young, 28 still, uh, for having that kind of record. Um, let's see what the odds are on that one. Well, I
0: think Talia had a lot of her fights down in Brazil early, right? And
1: Santos is a big favorite in that one, minus 330.
0: I think... Um, let me look up kind of some of... I remember kind of looking up some of her stuff before... No, she's got the last few right here in the UFC. But she, so a lot of those wins are coming from um, before the UFC. She was in the contender series, and then she got her first loss in her second fight with the UFC, or well, their first sign fight with the UFC. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, then she fought Molly McCann, Meatball Molly, uh, Jillian, who's a great um, submission artist. From Jillian's a black belt, she beat Jillian. So. Um, you know we've we've seen her be able to beat some black belts and then she fought roxanne so yeah i think that might i can see why the the betting line would be that way you know why she'd be the favorite
1: (laughs) and then ronnie yaya versus kyung ho kang is going off even money i looked at that and was like holy shit ronnie yaya still fighting i remember when he fought your
0: coach (laughs) yeah that's a long time man and uh he fought my coach and then When I first got down here, he ended up um, actually being at the gym still training every freaking day. So um, (laughs) I'd have to root for him, but I I don't really know who I'd actually take in the fight, man.
1: Yeah, I've never seen King Hunko.
0: I don't even remember the name, unfortunately.
1: Well, it's not uh, Halal Muhammad,
0: (laughs) so... There. So Ronnie, let's see. Look at that, man. 37... 38 39 fights and he is 37 years old um but kang is 34 so Mm -hmm. he is
1: (sighs) won six out of his last seven
0: Mm. it's a tough one
1: lots of split decisions in there man
0: (laughs) that's always rough uh he also has three inches on ronnie and also has six inch reach so that could be a, a factor not that we haven't seen ronnie go against, you know, the taller opponent many times. But, um, you know, that could definitely play a factor.
1: And Ronnie is obviously going to have the, uh, the advantage on the ground here, as he often does. Um, he's kind of not doing too bad in his last few either. Um, obviously, he had the loss to Ricky Simone, draw in a fight uh, last year. Um, but going back to 2017, I mean, all of his, all of his wins have been by submission. Uh, not necessarily big names but staying consistent nonetheless especially at his age that's pretty impressive
0: Yeah, 37 that's no joke um did we miss our bellator card with cyborg was it over this past weekend
1: it might have been over this past i saw nothing on the cyborg fight i only caught the cyborg fight and uh man I really, really wish she was still in the UFC. <laughs> I understand that she's never going to be again, mm-hmm. especially after the way that they treated her. But, man, uh, looks like she's going to be fighting... Um, oh, gosh, what's her name? Former title challenger, Kat Singano. That's who. Oh, okay, nice.
0: That's, I like that uh, fight, That's. I guess. It's fun.
1: Yeah, they tweeted back and forth at each other. Twitter is how you find everything out nowadays. Cat um, <laughs> tweeted, "Just say when and where," and then Chris tweeted back, uh, "January in LA." So hmm. sounds like Coker's got his work cut out from there. That's an easy one. Pretty,
0: uh, you know, sign the sign it.
1: Yeah. Um, also, obviously, Kayla there in the in the, uh, in the crowd said it would be an honor to fight her. Uh, Chris said, "Well, you know where I'm at." Come on over. We can fight. That would be a big fight. That might be the biggest fight in Bellator history.
0: Um, Yeah, definitely. I think uh, one of the best – how do I put this? One of the best matchups with people who we know have certain skill sets. We, I think we've had mm. big names and everything, but um, certain skill sets. I think Ralph wants to say hello to the podcast, but <laughs> – um, yeah, I think that's a, you know, they are very high level, both of what they do. Um, obviously, Kayla's judo, Cyborg's striking, that's a classic, fun matchup for anybody. Um, you know, there's always that going to be that question of, can Cyborg stop the takedown and can Kayla take her down, or can Kayla stay away from the striking long enough, you know? So, yeah, that'd be a fun one. Um, but the Cat one's really cool, too, man, because Cat is no slouch. Cat's good everywhere. Um, mm mm-hmm. I think that might be and she's fought the top level so i think that might be yeah. cyborg's bigger test that she's had maybe in a while um i can't remember Definitely
1: since leaving the ufc i, well, I mean no julia Bud was you
0: i know, did forget about bud
1: quality contender yeah. i don't
0: think bud is quite cat's level but it seems to me like somehow cyborg's getting older and still getting better like we usually kind of see that you know be, i don't know that's a She's a monster.
1: Bud would be the uh, the carrot dangled in PFL if Kayla was going to stay there. That would be the biggest fight that she could have there. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scott Coker said after meeting her, he is definitely going to feel the quality offer, and he'd like to have her in Bellator. Uh, so cool. it would be interesting to see if he can match what PFL is able to match, but that's going to be tough.
0: Yeah, that's a um, – I think – Kayla has pre agency world in front of her man. She, she can pretty much pick and choose and hand pick and decide what she wants to do. If I know Kayla at all, she's going to take the the hardest path she can. That's just Kayla. So, um the one that makes the most sense with the biggest reward for her as a competitor. I have a I have a feeling that's going to happen, you know, if if UFC can't match I don't think the UFC can match what what PFL and and Bellator can can do for her in that sense, but it's very possible. No. Um,
1: No, Dana said over and over again that his only interest in keeping 145 around mm. as a division in the UFC is as long as Amanda wants to keep it alive, basically. It's at her whim. If she doesn't want to be the 145 champ anymore, they're just not going to book those fights is what he sounds like. Um, So I don't know that. They'd be willing to field a competitive offer if they wouldn't just be lowballing it for that reason. Yeah,
0: it's tough. Um, I don't know. That that free agency is is gonna be different and fun, fun for Kayla to navigate because there's gonna be a lot of offers given for sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Nobody's betting. She just go to one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, v- Out of nowhere, <laughs> Valerie Lareda. She got back into the win column. I saw that.
1: I'm sure that's what you were watching
0: yes it was I mean y- you know what's fun is Valerie to train with Valerie she is so she is such a happy um she has a very flirty personality of course we've seen that all over social media and everywhere else and um she's so happy when that girl trains it is as soon as you touch touch gloves man just frowned just ready to go she's ready to go she's so (laughs) focused uh i'm a huge fan of of, of valerie's in that sense um super good competitor obviously and olympic level of course and um she also you know i didn't think she was going to come off a loss and lose again you know i think she's one of those people that we're not going to see many times maybe you know maybe against the top competition she's still super young so maybe against like super good top competition we might see her drop a couple if that were to happen but i don't think she's the type of type of fighter to kind of drop two in a row um just because of her focus so
1: yeah though overall i didn't like i said get to see much more of the card who else fought on that card
0: shout out to cody Law. the whole story. He had a nice dub
1: Whole whole story coming out of it was all about Chris, and I didn't get to watch anything but that. Yeah, I don't think
0: there was too many like bigger name. Kind of looking through. Oh yeah, yeah, I did
1: watch the. I did watch the Pico.
0: I missed that one as well. How'd that look?
1: That was his most impressive outing yet, I would say. He showed he can implement a game plan. He can dominate over uh, you know over a couple of different rounds. Uh, He took it to decision. It was a very one sided decision. Um, and it was just nice to see him working in everything. Uh, I definitely and it, and it was against you know a good opponent also. You know I think he was undefeated at twelve and zero. Justin Gonzalez, was. okay. So it wasn't you know it was it was his first test again back up against higher competition. They obviously fed him to the wolves a little early, um, and then they went ahead and gave him some stuff that was a little bit more on level for a developing mixed martial artist. Because he was a big prospect immediately, without ever having fought a fight, which you don't really see. Sure. Um, but I think that this was his first fight against that higher level of competition since that uh, since his first couple of missteps, and I think that he passed the test big
0: time. Awesome, man, and it's almost cool. Obviously, I didn't see the fight, but it's almost cool to hear he got a decision against against such a good. Uh, at very least, I mean, twelve fights, a little bit of a veteran opponent. And, uh, you know, you're saying he's a very solid opponent. I think that's a good thing that we can see him go to decision with that kind of guy, um, that kind of level, just because now he has some good cage time. he got a little more experience. And like you said, if he's able to implement a, ga- a game plan, um, maybe he's not just Aaron Pico, the knockout artist that he was, you know, created to be. Maybe we can start seeing some um, real growth in there and, and learning how to um, dictate and dominate the entire fight against all those guys. Um, now those rematches look a little little more fair. Yes, I know he didn't walk him out and... And knock him out but you know he's got some cage time in there that cage time is experience, man you don't get a lot of that uh, in MMA you have an hour to play in in football and 48 minutes to play in basketball and or however long and uh, you know it's it's good to see guys get that kind of experience I've been there and done that you know you need some some cage time you need that sometimes
1: and that was like I said definitely for him in my opinion regardless you know even more so than some of the knockouts his most impressive appearance um what's their next what's the next bellator card
0: Mm.
1: it's a little ways away but it's pettis versus horiguchi that one i'm definitely watching that's gonna be
0: fireworks
1: yeah for sure that one's cool excited about that one um i don't know who else is on that card let's see if i can pull it up i don't know
0: if they've even have they announced the whole card yet
1: they're going to have uh, Manuel Sanchez. For Manny Kennedy, Oh, Matador. That's a, that's looks like the only other fight they've got booked so far, but that's a good one.
0: Sanchez hasn't really um cleared that hump yet to become a champion, but he's mm-hmm. definitely learned on the go. His six losses um at very least the last few are very like hard fought. You know, something happened in there, you know. So um I really I really like Manny. I hope he I don't know much about Jeremy Kennedy, but I really hope Matador can can step it up and, and get some good wins under him, and I would love to see him in a title position.
1: Yeah, I mean he did get to, he did fight for a title. Yep. I think, yeah, he did against uh, Pitbull. Yep. That was the beginning of the featherweight
0: tournament, I believe, the first round. Sure was. He he pulled the rough card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
1: But I mean, it's a big opportunity. Absolutely. You know, that's a, you know either way, it's a tough tough one, but a big opportunity. Um, but yeah. Koraguchi first fight back in Bellator in a while but he was the former champ uh didn't even loo- didn't really lose the belt either just relinquished it so um I would definitely take him in that fight against Pettis
0: yeah uh, I'm definitely biased on that one but I've also watched Pettis for a long time um Pettis has actually been in the Michigan corners many times a lot of those Wisconsin guys which Passes at rufus sport will come over and, and corner some of the guys and we, we get a lot of those kind of local um right next door so hey let's go fight on this scene let's go fight on that scene so mm-hmm. um i've also watched him fight a former ref of one of my fights i've watched of course, anthony was like i loved watching anthony pettis fight that was great so i've kind of followed both brothers but i think i said last week kyoji's on a whole another level man um not to say he isn't beatable don't get me wrong but i don't see it happening anytime soon um i think he's he's a, he's at the peak right now he's at the pinnacle of his own game uh, let alone the fight world obviously he's been in, in the top of those talks for a long time either way so yeah i guess we'll see what, what as as we get closer um uh, we got a couple weeks here but i really like kyoji in that fight
1: I think that's gonna wrap it up for us this week, keeping it down in time. Finally, I've been trying to get it to around an hour. <laughs> How do we do? We're, we're, we we did it. We did it. We're about we're at about 50 minutes right now. So, shout out to us. We I've been trying been trying to get it down there a little bit. I'm like, man, I don't want it to get super ex- uh, excessive or anything. Like that. <laughs> well, we had what well, we had
0: episode one, and then we kind of had a, some some technical difficulties last week. So I think that's like episode one and a half, right? Yeah, oh. Now now we're on two and we're we're down. So we'll take it like that to win.